What's up, dog? Happy MLK Day. Happy MLK Day. I'm just scrolling through Twitter. Oh, yeah. What's That's going good. on in the world? That's important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem like a whole lot's happening. Twitter people sucks, still man. People still it. saying a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, man. Twitter's obnoxious as hell. I think Twitter is what you make of it, right? Because like, I, I curate my timeline to try to... Uh, you like to oh, see homos naked. <laughs> no, I curate my timeline. Like I'm only I'm only getting stuff from people that I somewhat respect. Yeah, me too. Me too. You um, know, so that 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 lessens a lot of the bullshit. Totally, absolutely. It's um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true of all social media, but yeah, you know, it it still leaks through those. Uh, if you're browsing on what's going on. Yeah, I mean, typically, like, if I see anything that's, like, some bullshit, it's usually, like, somebody has retweeted mm -hmm. something where I'm, like, or to kind of, sh you know, show off, like, look at this idiot. Yeah. And it's like, uh, all right, well, even then, it's like, don't give the motherfuckers power, you know? I agree with that. I agree with that. Are you recording? Yep. Sweet. Am I recording? Hell yeah, I'm recording. Are we recording? <laughs> we are, <clears throat> I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, happy MLK Day. Uh, did you uh have the day off, or you have clients? I have uh, a group later, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't intentional to have all this time off. It's just business is slow right now. Yeah, I could imagine that. I mean, you know, start of the new year and everything. Probably going to take a while for everybody to get ramped up back to their routine. It, it's hard, as you know. The uh, we're they're not calling it a recession, but we're basically in a recession again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose mean, so. Just because everything's so expensive, people can't buy shit. Yeah, that's true. You know, jobs like mine go away quick. It's like it's it's a luxury. You know, obviously having a, a trainer come to your house and make you do stuff. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, can't. you know that that kind of is. You know, I <laughs> I didn't think of it because you're my friend, and you know, but yeah, you kind it's of a, uh, yeah, and I'm sure you're not luxury. cheap. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, so it's like between. Just the job itself being like a little bougie and then like as far as like people buying it. Yeah. And then, yeah, and I'm definitely not, I'm not cheap either. So it's like it's it's tough. Uh, that's good, though. You know, you got a good clientele. And honestly, like if you're going to do what you do, what you've been doing for a long time, how you're doing is the best way to go. You know what I mean? Like uh, having these personal classes or like you have, you know, groups sometimes. Like how big are your groups typically? It could be anywhere from four to ten people. Okay, that's a good range. Yeah. I mean, ten sounds like a lot to me. I've never done what you do. Nah, it's not. But... I mean, I've taught hundreds of people at the same time. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's easier, like, well, depending on what I'm teaching, but, like, it's easier. Like, the bigger the group, the less individual attention I need to give. So, it's it's harder. You work harder when you're teaching smaller groups or single people. Yeah. And then the bigger the group, it's like... <laughs> I mean, I may as well just be doing it on the internet and you follow right. along. It's like you follow along, you do the best that you can. Because like it's you said, it's, like you, I, it's not like you can give your undivided attention to all 10. Yeah. You're just like well, no, trying to keep ten, up. Ten, ten, 10 is still very manageable. It's like it's when it gets over like um, over 20. That's when like groups start getting a little tricky. Yeah. I feel like. Um, but yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, just, I happen to have a bunch of time off right now. Okay. Well, well, 
<laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I like to say that's edged. cool, but it's, it's double edged. You know, it's double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives you more time to do, uh, you know, boring gear reviews, right? It's true. It's true. I uh, tomorrow I just have a couple in the morning, and then most of the afternoon. So I'm gonna try to record like two, maybe three. I'm gonna shoot for three demos tomorrow. Okay, so that's I can cool. like start having like a little bit of a a backlog. Nice. I like yeah, that man. approach. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's let's start this show. This is... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to do the, the song, the intro yeah, song? Yeah, episode 90. Welcome to episode 90 of the Bombcast. Yo, yo. They ask to be able to buy that shirt, unless, unless they ask. Yeah, if yeah. they ask, like you should have it out like before they even finish the sentence. Like, don't are they like whip it and then you just have it, <laughs> <laughs> just wiggling around in your hand. Like, here we go, we did it. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's not really like, 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 not always a good look either. You know, no, they asked. They said <laughs> that's what that uh, Devo song is about. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Whip is good. Yeah, just yeah, take that bad boy out. If you've gotten the permission, then yes. Yeah. Whip, whip, whip is good. Yeah. Yeah. Then you gotta uh twist it around and spin it around your head like a helicopter. Do the helicopter, yeah. Yeah. Just tie that some bitch in a knot. Petey, exactly. Petey Pablo knew it then. We know it now. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. I actually listened to that song the other day. I what, uh Petey Pablo? That uh that uh uh, raise up yeah okay i uh i done this demo for this uh fuzz pedal and the builder is out in north carolina and somebody had commented um i guess he's from north carolina too and because i always say like where the builder's from you know and somebody was like oh yeah fucking north carolina stand up and then so i just i wrote back <laughs> i quoted that that pd Pablo yeah. song uh and then for, and i put it on i was like man i haven't heard this I don't even know how long. I haven't heard the name Petey Pablo in a long fucking time, so you just brought him up right now. I remember that here. video. Like <clears throat> everybody, like they're all waving their shirt around. And you know what? That song kind of bumps. It's a good song, yeah, yeah. yeah. Petey Pablo's all right. He is all right. He had that other song too, Freak a Leak or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. He was good. He was a yeah, I like Petey. Yeah, yeah, he was the first guy out of North Carolina. But speaking of music, like old, you know, old shit. I don't know. I don't know how, what, how I stumbled upon. I went down this like this rabbit hole of like corrupt, and One of the I'm trying to think like why like why did I do? But I'm like yeah, because I, I, I love corrupt obviously, and I went back and I and I, although I I owned the CD, but I went and I bought his second album, The Streets Is a Mother. I love that album. I'm so fucking good, dude. I forgot how good yeah. his album was. Yeah, uh, I went to the gym before you know recording with you. And uh, I was bumping that, and I was just going because I hadn't heard it in years. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'm remembering all the fucking. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it knocks, man. It does, it does. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I think that might have been the first corrupt 
album, like the first full corrupt album I had ever heard. Like other than like hearing him on like Dre and Snoop stuff. I think the first corrupt album, I think that was the first one I ever heard. Well, it was a, it was a good bounce back because like this was the second solo studio album because the first one that he did, Corruption, was not good at all. I remember it being like that one being like really like pandering. Like he he didn't it didn't seem like it was his yeah his it did yeah or his vision yeah it was not the corrupt. I remember buying it at the time because I was excited and it was like oh man corrupts finally put out his own solo and I got it and it was just it was not what I wanted to hear from him. Mm-hmm. There was like. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just going based on my my memory, and I'm you know, which is not admittedly not that great, but like it didn't. There was like hardly any dog pound connection. I don't think that Daz factored heavily. I, I think that, that might have been all. when they were beefing though. Might yeah, that that would explain it because this one, Streets of the Mother. I remember back in '98 when I bought it and then listening to it today. I remember like yeah, this was the return of Corrupt, where it actually felt like an extension off of like Doggy Style or like yeah. That, that death row era when death row was good, even yeah, though yeah, obviously it, it wasn't on death row. Yeah. Yeah. But it, everybody it was, was there. Some of that G funk stuff. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. And the production was fucking fire on that album. And of course, corrupt the lyrics were fucking dope. He's amazing, man. Yeah, man. He's incredible. Uh, yeah. Shout out to corrupt. Definitely. UPG. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was a great record. Um, yeah. I mean the, the, the dog food, is that dog food, right? That was the dog pound record. Yeah, it was the first one. Yeah, yeah, that Fuck, was pretty that good too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, okay, I I was watching something on YouTube and Daz was being interviewed, mm. and I think that's what kickstarted me to kind of see like what the fuck's corrupt up to. So I started, you know, yeah, I, googling them and stuff. I I saw I saw something recently. I don't know. I don't I can't remember if it was Daz or corrupt being interviewed. I saw it just the other day. And they were talking about got my mind made up the Tupac song. Yeah. Did you know that Inspector Deck was originally on that song? I think I might have seen the same interview. Was yeah. it the guy with the guy that so Dad's being interviewed? Was he being interviewed by this black dude? Uh, and then like in the studio, was it Beehive? Maybe I can't remember because like, I'm, I'm conflating it with another one because there was one with like corrupt. Maybe he was in a car or something like that. I don't remember. Okay, okay. but they were yeah. Either way, they were talking about that. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I saw I saw this Dad's interview where he was talking about it wasn't that song. He was talking about uh. Uh, ambitions of a writer. Okay. You know, Daz, Daz produced that, mm-hmm. and the interviewer was was asking about you know, you know, just his his work in the past, what he's doing now, da da da. He's got kids, and he had made a comment about how you know when it comes to you know getting your money, whereas like yes, being an artist is one thing, but like he's like for him, he was like I wrote, I produced, and like that is really what kind of set me up for right. life. And he told he he made a comment for his. He said you know I, t- I told my kids it's like. Y'all gonna be eating and getting paid off of this song for the rest of your life, you yeah. Know? Which is true, and it's like that's where the money is, you know. Hell yeah, because then you're getting paid for other people's hard work. Yeah. It's like they're they're promoting the song. You don't have to. You already did your work, and you're you just gonna get yeah. paid off of that. You yeah. Uh, of no, you got to hear it, man. Uh, here, I'll put it up right now. Mm-hmm. It's actually like, well, hopefully it's not fake. But I heard I heard a real one. Um, let's see if we can find it real quick. What are you looking for? The interview? No, no, no. The uh, the Inspector Deck verse. Oh. Oh. 
like police who pass. Hit a blast, my crew bust through like tear gas. Fuck a mask, we lace the place like the marshals. And that must have just been a situation where the labels couldn't get a, a deal together. Apparently like it was or... all Pac. Because the song the song was originally Inspector Deck and Rage. Yeah. She was on it. And then they gave it to Pac. I think maybe it was like right after he got out. And yeah, because that's, like, that's on uh, All Eyes on Me, right? Right. And then yeah. Pac was like, no, take them off. That's, that's what Corrupt said. Or Daz, one of them said it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac was like, no, fuck that. Take them off. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and that's why, like, on the you know, on the the final song, there's that sample that from Inspector Deck. Yeah, you hear like his voice on it, and that's what it's from. And Tupac was like, "Nah, fuck that." And apparently, Daz was saying in some interview, he was like, "Yeah, so we took it off, and then Pac didn't know that I kept that <laughs> that sample in there." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Yeah, because yeah, when he was all keyed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, hey, so I know we're going to talk about The Last mm -hmm. of Us, but I ventured out on Saturday to the theater. Okay. And I saw Megan. Okay. You know Megan, the movie yeah, about yeah, the, yeah. the killer android doll. It's really good. Is it? It's really good. Oh, it looks good, yeah. Uh, it's one of those, I mean, just based off the premise, it's, I mean, it's a high concept, right? Although it's, you know, similar movies have been done before. Yes. Yeah, but it could have easily gone the other way. But it's it's surprisingly good. Huh. Uh, you know, well-written. Actually, was written by this woman, the same black chick, actually. Uh, she wrote, you know, one of my favorite horror movies that you hate. Uh, we talked about it not too long ago. Malignant? Malignant, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she wrote that and she wrote this and oh it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a really good and it's, and it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's PD 13. So it's, I mean, it's, it's violent, but you don't, it's not gratuitous. Like you don't see a lot of blood and stuff, but sometimes like the, like a PG 13 rating can make a movie scary. Like sometimes it forces movies to, to be scarier or like more intense or more fun because they have to yeah. work harder. They can't rely on like. Exactly. Yeah. And and honestly, like for me, like I never get up or down about the rating because yeah. I've seen enough PD-13 movies where it's like just as effective as in R, where it's like, like you said, sometimes, you, you know, you have to, you can you generally do better working within constraints. Totally. It forces you to be more creative. Totally. But this movie, I wouldn't even call it horror. I mean, it's, it's, it's got some, it's got some laughs in it. Intentional. Okay. Uh, nothing like ha 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 ha, but like, just kind of like, oh, that's, that's been like chuckles, whatever. And it's more suspense, but I mean, I wouldn't call it like horror. Right, right. Um, yeah, like what is it? I guess, I guess suspense or thriller suspense. or something. Yeah, thriller, thriller, probably yeah, yeah. the best uh, adjective to, to use for it. But it was a really fun, fun movie. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I recommend it uh, to you and anybody else listening. It, it definitely is something that is. It's it's it elevates the premise. Okay. You know, I mean, because it's silly. Like, it really yeah. is. It's a silly premise, but they take it seriously. The acting is, is very good. 
the writing is is okay is, is good you probably would have a problem with it <laughs> okay but the only thing that i like coming out of it i'm like man if i if there's any criticisms or, or anything it's just so the woman who ends up taking control you know so basically just the, the short of it um the movie opens up with this little girl who's in the car with her parents and they're going uh skiing but there's cotton in the snowstorm the parents are in the front they're kind of arguing and stuff a little bit about just how how crazy it is to maneuver on this highway and the wife is telling the husband to kind of just pull over to the side the little girl's in the back and she's on her device her ipad or whatever and she's just consumed with that and so they get hit by a snowplow kills the two parents mm. The little girl's injured, but she's okay, and she gets taken in by uh, her aunt, the sister of her her mom. And so the aunt, who's a cyberneticist, robotist, like I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> a robotist, I like that. Uh, uh, she she works at this toy company, but she specializes in you know robotics and AI right. and shit like that. And so she takes in the little girl, but she really one of course she wasn't expecting it, and two she really doesn't want to be a parent okay you know but she and, and they stay in the film you know because they could have the girl the little girl could have been sent to her father's side of the family but they 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 allude to the fact that you know they're from florida she's like i don't want her around those people those are fucking crazy <laughs> I'll, I'll take her so she takes her in out of respect for you know it's, it's her niece and her sister but she's really not up to speed on what it is to be a parent especially dealing with a little girl who's dealing with you know the grief, the, the grief, the grief, and the loss she's going through, and so you know she works for this toy company, and she's got this prototype of this android doll that's basically like a walking smartphone. Okay. That can pair with the owner, and she pairs the doll with her niece, and you know it's like you know you're gonna take care of her, like she'll be basically the same way a lot of parents, I guess, today will just kind of use television yeah. or devices yeah. to kind of keep their kids preoccupied so they don't really have to parent. She does this and she pairs Megan, the doll, the android with the little girl. And so first of all, Megan is like so advanced. And so I'm watching this, I'm like, what the fuck is this robotness doing? Spending her time at this toy company. I mean, the way like as as advanced as this as she is at her job in this 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 doll. Right. She should be working for NASA or for NASA or right, like right. the guard or something. So that yeah. I mean, because she was so good, that kind of stood out. And then another thing too, and, and I thought about this on the on the ride home. It's uh as smart as she is, she's the dum dum. Because she, the, Yeah, yeah. That's that's like, a big that's a big conceit for all of these types of movies. It's like yeah. you gotta be kind of dumb. But but the thing is, like, uh, who was it? Who who was the the the, the famous sci-fi novelist? Like, he, he was it was it Isaac Asimov? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he had what, like the seven rules of of robots or whatever the fuck. I'm probably not saying it right, but it's like you know uh, the robots can't cause harm to to humans. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like seven seven you know rules where it's like if you if you get involved with this, these are the things that you need to cover. And she obviously did not listen to that <laughs> at all because this doll, like without any constraint, because she makes this AI and it's constantly learning and she takes her job seriously where it's like, you know, don't let anything happen to this girl mm -hmm. when she's distressed and Megan can look at her and see her stress level and be right. like, okay, this, that, and the other. And she, she does her job and she does it very well. And yes, she leaves bodies by the wayside right. <laughs> right. by protecting this little girl. 
but uh but it's fun uh i i recommend it and it's it's it, it's over in the breeze i probably like two hours probably less than that okay it's a blumhouse movie those movies typically don't you know, yeah, yeah. they're welcome um but i would definitely by the end of it i was like that was that was good it was worth me going to the theater because it was fun seeing it uh with other folks right um and i'm pretty sure there will be a sequel because it has done very well at the box oh, office nice. yeah with a concept like that like you go in you know the concept is stupid so you're like yeah i, I know exactly what i'm in for like i, yeah. I want to see this doll just terrorize these people and i'm assuming that's exactly what happens and the thing is like the people she terrorizes you know like although they don't deserve their ultimate fate you really i mean they're they're kind of shitty people yeah, in, <laughs> in the know? context of the movie you're like yeah fuck right. you yeah 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 there's this one little boy in particular and you know he got he got to guess what he deserves i mean <laughs> You know, being being a bully obviously doesn't mean instant death. But, no, I mean he he was a he was a little he was a little fucker. He's a little shit. <laughs> so although you're kind of shocked by what happens, you by the same time you're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, in the context of the movie, yeah, of course it has to be like that. Like they have yeah. to have like very like one dimensional. Like I'm an evil bully. And you're like, yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah, I mean this 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 little kid though, he was like straight out of like a Stephen King novel because you know Stephen King he he writes like the worst bullies and yeah. Uh, he was like straight out of that, but no, it's fun. I, I recommend it. If All you right. can check it out, uh, we can talk about it on another episode. See All right. Thought about it, but it, I thought it was fun. All right. I've been watching, uh, Grace and I have been watching, we watched it like three or four times this weekend. The, the new Puss in Boots. I heard that's really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. B. Um, I've never seen any of those. This is the third one, right? Well, it's the second one, but he was in a Shrek. Well, I know he comes from Shrek. I thought they had done two. Oh, is that right? maybe? Oh, maybe. Maybe it is a third one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know they did the one. I thought maybe they did a sequel. I thought this was a third. But I don't know. I thought it was. A, but it might be. Yeah. Um, you know, Antonio Banderas. It's Selma Hayek is the girl cat. Uh, soft paws, kitty soft paws. Um, it's yeah. John Mulaney's the the villain. Um, big Jack Horner is not little anymore. Is Big Jack Horner. <laughs> It's got uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and they're like British uh, crime family. Yeah, I heard like something I heard out of that. like uh, a guy. Is it Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie, a yeah. Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. Um, it's great, dude. Like it's it's gorgeous to look at. There's a lot of animated films are really leaning into like explosive colors all the time. Like you see it in um, uh, what is it? Like the second Meet the Crudes, super gorgeous and colorful and um, this one, uh, shoot, what was it? Um, God damn it. What is yeah, it? I, I have, I'm, I'm going to be no help here. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, super colorful, beautiful. And they, and, and this, you can tell like just by, if you, if you had the sound off, just watching it is like heavily anime influenced. Yeah. There's anime lines everywhere. Um, and there's a lot of fights and like when it goes to fighting, like, you know, most of the movie will be animated very smoothly it's cg so they're animating like 24 frames you know, they're on ones and then when they go into fights they'll go on two so it's every other frame like a like an anime so it's a little bit choppier a little more um powerful and stuff it's great dude the it's funny it's cute it's sweet there's like a, a real message of you know uh puss in boots is he uh gets in he's this, on his last life right you're right he gets in this fight in the beginning with this giant he he downs the giant and then this bell falls on him and kills him and he wakes up and the doctor's like you died and 
Puss in Boots like, yeah, I got a lot of lives. So he lists off how many times he died. He's like, oh, he's died eight times. This is your last life. And he, he's like kind of freaking out a little bit. And he's, but he's not really caring about it because he's so kind of sure of himself and, and you know, yeah, he's supposed to fucking boots. He's like, yeah, boots. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a good. cat. I got boots and a sword. Like, what do I yeah. care? And then the next scene, he's uh, at a bar. He's doing shots of milk. And, uh, <laughs> and you hear this like little whistle. And then right next to him is this giant wolf in a cloak. And they start talking. And the wolf is like being very cryptic. And Puss and Boots thinks he's like a bounty hunter because he like throws like a wanted dead or alive poster at him. But he throws, he throws the, the, the bounty uh, the paper at Puss in Boots? Yeah, not throws it, but he like drops it like, hey, this. And so Puss in Boots, like, oh, you're a bounty hunter. So he like takes out his sword and like, all right, motherfucker, let's fight. And Puss in Boots gets his ass whooped. And, but Puss in uh, Boots, there was a bounty on Puss in Boots? I thought he was like a good guy. He's, I mean, he's, like, a good a, guy, he's right? like a Robin Hood. Oh, okay. You know, so okay. he's he's a criminal and he steals, but like he's he always... He's a vigilante. He's a vigilante. Yeah, he gives yeah. back to the poor and he has big parties and like the governor's mansion and shit. Which is how this movie starts. Cat, 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 uh, Lanty. <laughs> yeah, he's a cat. He's a cat. Cat Lanty. He's a cat yeah. Lanty. So, uh, death. He doesn't know it's death, but it's it ends up being death. Um, and is basically like now going to chase him through the whole movie. And so his whole thing is like, I know you have one life left, but like one, I don't like the idea that cats get nine lives because fuck that, I'm death. I want it now. Yeah. And then also like you're so cocky, and your whole thing is like you don't fear death. So he's like, ah, I'm just going to take you now. I'm not going to wait. So he's like, he then he literally runs and uh, he finds this like, kind of like an orphanage for cats, it's just some crazy cat lady, and he becomes more of a cat, and it's like years of this. Anyway, um, so he then you know teams up with other people, and you know they find this little dog, and it's very cool. And then ultimately, like Puss in Boots is trying to wrestle with the fact that he's no longer this version of himself that he sees in his head, and that he's been a, a complete dick for like his whole life. And he's like very like literally confronting old his past lives and uh, realizing like kind of what a piece of shit he's been and how kind of empty his life has been. Yeah. And um, and he's afraid to die. He doesn't want to die. And he all this stuff about like leaving. I'm a legend and I'm this legacy and blah, blah, blah. And then but it's like in the meantime, he's abandoning the actual quality of life he could have. It's really good, man. Um, oh, it sounds deep. It is deep. It's super fun. It's and it's not. It's it's obvious that that's what's going on, but it's not heavy handed. They're not yeah. banging you over the head with it. It's just it's it's beautifully done. It's super sweet and fun and funny, exciting. It's, it's gorgeous to look at. I I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, you know the the, the guys double toasted. I've, I've mentioned them on on this show before. You know they have a YouTube show and podcast, and they review movies and shit. And they and Corey the the main host, like he's got a his background is in animation. Mm -hmm. Um, his co-host too, Martin, they both come from like an animation background. So anytime they review animated films, like they kind of, they're bringing that into it. Okay. And they reviewed Puss in Boots and they both loved it. And they were impressed one, just by the, by the animation. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you're saying by the story and they were both surprised. They're like, wow, we were not expecting to come out of this movie, you know, loving it the way that yeah. we did. And they recommended it because they, they, they rated, they rate movies on uh, what is it? It's, um, Rental, matinee, full price, and then better than sex. <laughs> okay, a little gimmicky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think they, I think they, they gave, they both gave it like a full price, which 
they don't often do. Usually it's like a matinee or a rental, but they, they could, loved it. I couldn't agree more. It's definitely worth like whatever you, it costs to watch it. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, so like uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Goldilocks. So basically they're looking for this fallen star to make a wish. You get a wish. So they're like the, the Three Bears and Goldilocks are looking for it. Puss in Boots, uh, Kitty Softpaws, and Perito, the little dog, are looking for it. And Jack Horner is looking for it. So they're all kind of going after it together. And uh, the dog doesn't want anything. He's like this incredibly abused dog, but he's just so full of love and he's happy go lucky. Yeah. And he doesn't care. He's like, I, I got this sweater that I was that my family tried to drown me in, but it's a sweater now and I like it. <laughs> and uh, and I got you two cat friends, and they're like, we're not your fucking friend. <laughs> he's like, and I got you guys. We're team friendship, and I'm happy. And then uh, you know, Kitty Soft Paws is like, I just want somebody I can trust. That's gonna be my wish. And um, Goldilocks. She, is hiding this from the bears, but she's like, I'm going to wish for a real family. But like, meanwhile, they're a family The bears and her, like they're like yeah. super in love and connected. But so then like later she has a choice to make, like they're going to, the bears are basically going to die. And she has the scroll in her hand to make the wish. And she has to choose between like this wish and this dream family she has, or like the actual family she has that she loves. And she saves the bears, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's great, dude. It's uh, Jack Horner kills like a bunch of people in this movie too. It's fucked really? up. Yeah, he has like a bunch of henchmen, and they just die left and right. Like <laughs> it's really, it's it feels like the way like a you know pre two thousands animated film would let there be. They don't make a big deal out of it. Like they're not yeah. mourning the deaths of these people, but they definitely die. But they did, but yeah, yeah, but they're definitely gone. <laughs> you know, pre two thousands animated movies, they would do that and like, yeah, it's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> So it's great, man. I, 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 I would watch it again. Like I, every time, you know, when I get movies like this, especially if they're still out in the theater, Grayson's just like, as soon as it ends, he's like, let's watch it again. <laughs> like, okay. I would totally watch it again. I've seen it three times. I'd watch it again right now. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. You check out Megan. I'm going to check okay. out Puss in Boots. All right. Cause I think, I think for Puss in Boots, I think you can actually rent it right now. Yeah. Uh, for like 20 bucks. So maybe I'll do that. Cause I'm not going to go to the theater instead. And it, there's no, there'd be no reason to see it in a theater. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I was so weird. I like, going to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a good look. A single man Why? going to the theater. To see oh, like, like people think you're animated, pick, up, you know, pick, a, pick a up a date or something. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'll watch that at home. But yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. It's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. I really, I was like, like those your boys that you watch on YouTube, uh, totally surprised. I, I thought it would be good, but I, I did not expect it to be that good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I could be wrong. I think it might have been nominated for a Golden Globe, but I, oh, shit. I'm expecting that it'll probably get an Academy Award nomination for a uh, Best Animated uh, Film. Yeah, I, I think it should. And I'm a fan of Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek, um, especially when they're together. There's all this nostalgia from like Desperado and the other things that they were in together. And bro. Bro, did you see Sama Hayek at the Golden Globes? No, I mean I've seen pictures of her recently. God damn, son, brother, you bring it up. I'm going to try see if I can find it. I uh I can't press the space bar, so hopefully this will work with the Google. Uh, yeah, I think you probably can. I think that was before is an issue with the USB cable of your old mic. Yeah, I don't want to risk it. Okay. Uh, yeah, where was it? Because there. No, that's. 
All right, well, I'll just show you this. Woof. Let me share. All right. Oh, you host disabled participant oh. screen sharing. Well, that's all right. No, you can, no, you can, you can Google her. No, let me just do it right now. It's not a big deal. Yeah, go ahead. All right. God damn. You seeing that? And that's not even the thing I really wanted to show you. There was an actual, uh, there was a video of her walking up into, because you're about to do like interviews, I guess, or maybe yeah. just like photo ops. So but, fucking fine, dude. And what is she? She's like, what, 55? Like she's, yeah, she's got to be. Yeah. I mean, she, she's been a fucking smoke show since the day she came out. But like, I know. Yeah. Yeah, dude. She's one of those women that just, like, so sexy. You know, you know what's weird too? I think she looks better as she's gotten older, which is, fucking crazy to even say yeah, or consider she, yeah she's crazy um so hot you know you know who's also bad as hell i didn't know this hillary duff have you seen hillary duff uh i mean i've seen her she's like thick and bad as hell did you did you know that but you, oh, oh but you know what though uh oh here it is okay i'm gonna show i'm gonna share it again, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. share it again. let's ogle some women <laughs> appreciate <laughs> this, this appreciate my kind, of, my kind of podcast uh, Jesus. Let me see. I think I gotta optimize. No? Uh, all right. Well. Oof. Good grief. Yeah, man. Good grief. She's a brick house. Indeed. God. Yeah, man. She's um She's just she's she's stunningly she's beautiful. Young man she's with too. That's some yeah. of a bitch. Oh, that's the guy who played um Oh, he's in the movie? Uh, no, no, he played. They, they, they were both nominated for something. And that that guy, he played Elvis in that Elvis biopic that came out. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's who he is. Um, but Hillary, wait, 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 you said Hillary Duff. Yeah. I, yeah, for some reason, I thought I, I, I had Hillary Swank on my. Oh, no. <laughs> on the brain. Because I was going to say, she actually, as she's gotten older, Hillary Swank, that last movie, uh, what was the movie we reviewed a couple years ago about those elites who were. They kidnapped those uh, right wing, and then the hunting one. The, yeah, the hunt. The hunt. The hunt. The hunt. Because she, you know, she was in that. Hillary Swank was. Was she? And she, she was bad. She was sexy as hell. I don't remember her in that. Yeah, she was the uh, the main one, the the one that you know. Oh yeah. At the end, she has the fight with the blonde chick um, from Glow. Uh, but yeah, she looked really good in that. Look at Hillary Duff. Uh, I mean, she's she's always looked like that. I just, really? I guess I never knew. I, I figured she was yeah. just like uh, some Nickelodeon kid or whatever. Well, she. But, was, I mean, yeah, that's where she had her. That's actually where she comes from. But yeah, okay. she, yeah, she's always been attractive. Yeah, man, she's thick. I didn't know she was. Yeah. I didn't know she, she got was, curves. She does, man. She looks good as hell. I like curves. Yeah, dude. Big big fan. Um. All right. Yeah. So. You obviously were interested in because I so 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 Graham yesterday he sent me a, a text about wanting to record to you know talk about the Last of Us, and I honestly I, I had no plans of watching this. Um, I wasn't interested, you know. Played the game, never finished it. The first one you weren't didn't like the game. I mean, it was fine. Mm -hmm. It was fine. I don't know. I had, I don't know. It was it was all right. I I play a lot of games that I start and don't finish. Yeah. And, I didn't stop because I wasn't enjoying it. I think just other stuff. Yeah, I did or whatever. But I know I know how much it means to a lot of people, and I know mm -hmm. it's like it's regarded as like one of the best video games of all time, and 
Yeah, which is why I bought it and finally played it after the fact to kind of see what all the hoopla is about. Um, but yeah, in the show, I know people were looking forward to the show. I wasn't. I'm just kind of, I don't know. It didn't interest me. Yeah. I kind of felt that I, I mean, even though I hadn't finished the game, like, you get it. I was like, I, I've seen this show before. I've yeah, seen yeah, this yeah. story before. Yeah. So I told you, I said, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. You know, so I did. But, but going into it, you obviously were excited for this. No, not really. I, um, I am one of those people who love the game. Like, I played it on PS3. Um, and I was like, wow, this game is incredible. It's really, really amazing. Like, the gameplay is outstanding. Visually, it's gorgeous. And just the story, what, wow, what a powerful and great story. Not that it's, like, uh, wholly unique or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's very good. And um, I, I haven't played the second one. I didn't have a, I don't have a PS5 or PS4, or whatever it came out on. And, uh, you know, eventually it'll come to PC. I'll get it. And then when they announced the show, I was kind of like, why? Why are they doing this? And it just felt like, oh, great, another cash grab. And it's so rare video game to screen works. It's so rare. Like, it's, it's, their, their batting average is worse than comics to screen. It's like, oh, it's yeah. so oh, bad. Yeah. It's so, so bad. Um, it's as bad as anime to, to live action. It's just, oh, God. Um, I mean, I, I felt with this the same way I did with Uncharted in that movie, where it's like the game itself is cinematic enough. Totally. I'm like, I don't, I didn't need to see this adapted in yeah. a different medium because the medium that I consumed it in the first place, which was interactive, but also told a very compelling story yeah. with cutscenes that would rival anything that Hollywood produces. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I felt the same with, uh, even though I didn't finish the last of us, I mean, the last of us, is it the same developer? Is it a uh, naughty dog? Naughty dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like they, they're, they're great at that. Yeah, they're movie so, makers. They're they're making yeah. films on those those games. Yeah, and so for them, like, why, again, it's like I, I came into this almost like in Charlotte. This just seems wholly unnecessary outside of, like you said, just to get you know subscriptions to HBO Max or whatever. Yeah, which, you and, know, and, the business. I get, I get it, but sure, and, and I get like I, I uh, you mentioned Uncharted, and I think like because they were kind of announced around the same time, like oh the they've licensed Uncharted and they've licensed Last of Us for you know live action. And I was both, I was like, oh, God. And then, you know, Uncharted came out a year ago, two years ago? Came out last year, yeah. And that looks so bad. Uh, and I know you saw it. I didn't see it. But yeah, uh, it just, it does not look movie. good at all. and does not even look close to what the game is. And uh, not that I need it to be the same, but like the spirit of it needs to be the right, same. Right, And I was like, ooh, they missed the fucking mark on that shit. And then so when Last of Us was like, yeah, it's going to be more of that. Like, e even though like HBO doesn't really make stinkers like they no they, they don't they really go hard for television yeah. um they're probably the best in the game right now like for tv i can't have been for a long time it. i mean yeah. they've got a track record that's like a decade plus long yeah you know yeah i mean it goes back to the sopranos and shit Even before that with dream on and uh, yeah yeah dream on oz oz like, yeah um so no i wasn't excited and uh i don't know what made me I wasn't planning on watching it either, but I figured like when I saw that it was coming out yesterday, I figured like, oh, well, we should do it for the show. Yeah. But yeah. then I had seen something with Pedro Pascal and I was like, I really like this guy, man. He's he's funny. Clearly doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, and I saw some clip I think yesterday or the day before where he was talking about having to train for the show because he's supposed to be like an ex-military uh, guy. 
and he was like talking about like how he was so sore he couldn't walk he called his friend and he was crying like after this first week of training he was like there's something wrong with me like I, i'm dying because i literally can't move like i should be able to do this i'm too old i can't fucking do this uh, it's not gonna work <laughs> and i was like i like that i like that guy a lot i know that feeling uh somebody who trains hard and trains people i get that i like that and uh i just like him he's cool as hell he's funny and no, me too i i think he's a great actor so good um so yeah that was when i texted you like hey let's let's watch it um uh, so I actually watched it this morning. Okay. I saw it last night. Okay. So um, immediate impressions? Um, I thought it was fine. Okay. You know, um, especially as like first episodes go, mm -hmm. I thought, because first episodes can be tricky, right? Yeah. Where, because they're, I mean, they're, it, you know, they have to lay the groundwork. And sometimes some, some shows, some showrunners can do a better job of that than others where, cause I've seen plenty of shows where, and honestly, like Breaking Bad is a good example where that first episode, it didn't really grab me at all. It didn't grab anybody. That yeah. show almost got canceled. I know. Yeah. And, and I, and I, so I, but I started watching Breaking Bad, like once it had become the phenomenon that it was, it's always late. But even then knowing how great everybody was saying it was, it took me a while to get through. So I, to, to, not not to get through it, but to feel the need to continue because yeah. I thought I saw it. Like the first episode wasn't bad at all, but at the same time, it's like, well, nothing's really happening here. Mm -hmm. Like I don't give it all the hoopla's about. So I actually I had to force myself to get you know past you know at least through a handful of the first season. And mm -hmm. I think we I had mentioned this before on this show where I think by episode three or four, like or maybe five even, like I that's when I was hooked in. Yeah, I, I had the um, same experience. And so the one thing I will say about the Last of Us. Is that, I mean, I, I don't feel hooked in, but that would come to that, you know, that's a whole other thing I can get to later. But I thought that they did a good, they, they took, uh, they took advantage of the hour. Well, actually it was like an hour and 30 minutes. They took yeah. advantage of the time that they had in this first episode to lay enough of the groundwork down. And maybe that's because they had extra time to do, you know, that 30 minutes added onto it. No, I, I mean, it, it was, it was, it's good. It's written well. It's written yeah, well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and like you're saying, like they don't waste screen time they don't waste pages like yeah 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 it felt like everything that was presented i didn't feel like there was anything superfluous or anything mm -hmm. like oh, i could have done without that it did a really good job of setting up the characters the world and there's and the one, objective moving forward yeah and there's no pointless exposition none right yeah and and they did one thing i noticed in this because uh, I, I actually really enjoyed it um they showed and they didn't tell. I was I was going to say that literal exact thing that ex yeah. those exact words. They do an amazing job of showing, not telling uh, about him being ex-military, about the state of the, of the world. They everything is you're watching it so that if you're looking at the screen, you'll see it. Yeah. A and they do a great job of that. Um, and, I, and I felt because, again, you didn't need, you know, they didn't do an unnecessary handholding to kind of establish, you know, him hey dad remember daughter. when you were in afghanistan and you learned all these uh survival skills and now you're a good fighter do you remember when you did that yes i remember now maybe i'll use that one day yeah yeah exactly yeah. none of that was there and i, I just loved how the when it starts and you, it just drops you into the lives of, of this family yeah and again they show they show the dynamic the relationship that he has with his daughter the wife you know is not around um but it they don't really He's, even go into not explaining that but it's like they don't need to they don't need it's, to it's him and his girl and his, his kind of dead breed brother brother 
Yeah. And it, it just felt like a live. It felt like a lived in. Yeah. Um, fleshed out familiar situation. Yeah. And, and they and have with the neighbors even too. like, yes. it just felt like a, a lived in world where it was like, if you watch it, you get the dynamics of everybody's relationship and they doing a really, like you said, it's, it's very well written show. Um, and they do it by just showing you and just yeah. seeing how everybody is interacting and behaving with each other. And I know what this show is about, you know, zombies or whatever the fuck. But coming out of it, I was like, man, I really wish that this I, this this just would have been a show about Pedro and his daughter, him being a single father. Yeah. Taking care of this. Yeah, of yeah. Him, I'd watch that girl. show, too. I'm, I'm in for that, you know. The, their chemistry was great. Uh, yeah. Her name is Nico Parker, the the girl who plays his daughter in the beginning of the show. Um, she's awesome. She is. Yeah. She was fantastic. Like, what a she's super young. What a good actor already. Um, and the, the, yeah, their chemistry was outstanding. Yeah, it was. They're like and, best uh, friends, you know, father daughter, like that that vibe. It it was great. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing where it was going because i mean the, yeah. the, the, the game opens up kind of like this mm -hmm. where you know that she's not long yeah for this uh for this world until the show's credit or maybe not because i'm a softie and it doesn't take much to make me cry but i was i was bawling yeah it's even knowing what was gonna happen like Dude, i knew th this show plays on so many of my all day everyday fears like I don't know how it is for other parents. I know for me, like I know I've talked to some parents who feel this way too, but like, like I'm scared all day long that I won't be there or something will happen. And it, the, like the thought of my son ever feeling alone and afraid at the same time is like, is such a terrifying thing. And then, I, and then something actually happening to him. And this show, so everybody listening, like it opens up, it's just kind of everyday normal life stuff. And like in the background, there's like, well, the, the show open, the cold open is like a TV interview talking about pandemics, about vi uh, viruses. And one of the scientists is like, well, you know, it could come from fungus. And, and you know, the, the cordyceps uh, fungus is like a real thing that um, it'll infect, it, it's, it infects insects and it literally burrows in their brain, force it, it, it's fucking wild. It tells them to climb up to the highest point that they can. And then it eats them from the inside out and sprouts out of their head to shoot out more spores and keep doing that. Like that's its whole thing. It's a real thing. Oh wow, that's terrifying. Yeah. I, I, I like I don't know. Maybe five, six, seven years ago, I heard about this and I was like, oh god, no, 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 no. That's too oh, much. Yeah. So it's a real thing. Um, and in and uh, you know that and like they say in the show, as far as I know, that stuff doesn't affect humans because uh, fungus can't survive inside a human body. It's too hot. So that's the argument on this talk show at the beginning. And then the scientist is like, that's true. The fungus have had no need to evolve to exist in a hotter temperature. But what if perhaps there was a scenario where the earth was getting hotter right, and yeah. they had to evolve? And you're like, oh, fuck, fuck, wait, our yeah. earth is getting hotter. I did like that, that opening, that cold opening. And, and it looked like that show was from like the 70s or something. So it was obviously, you know, yeah. a while. And then it's like, okay, that was clever. And I don't know if that was ever a game. No. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a, that was a nice addition. To yeah, it. totally. Um, and that's a real thing. Like, you can look that shit up. It's terrifying. There's video of it. You can watch it happen to yeah, it bugs. No, no, no. Just, just, really just, just hearing that description from you is like nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's really scary. Um, so 
then you know the show starts and it's father and daughter and they're doing their thing and it's all love and like b was saying like you could watch five seasons of this like this is a good show i would watch the hell out of it um and then you know all hell breaks loose quickly and uh the dad leaves his daughter at home sleeping one night to go get his idiot brother out of jail out of jail yeah who's not an idiot like he got in a fight because people were uh, you know uh, unknowingly had this virus and they're freaking out yeah so he was in jail he goes rescue and then by the time he gets back like the daughter is woken up alone and afraid and she goes next door and finds her old neighbor eating her sister and husband and uh so he rescues her and then they're this show like immediately like their ability to um for me convey this sense of panic and claustrophobia and chaos was like really intense like super palpable right away like oh this is like how people behave everything's chaotic you don't know what's going on it's hard to see what's happening and uh they end up you know brother gets separated and it's daddy and daughter or yeah and the military guy stops them and is ordered to kill them because they don't know you know who's infected and who's not yeah because they set up roadblocks so everybody's trying to get out of the city but the military beats them to it so there's roadblocks set up they're trying to avoid it uh but then yeah they get separated the brother is like just take care of her go i'll 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 find you guys yeah and then like you said that that was the first time i i cried you talk about crying like uh he she like they get in this bad car accident and she twists or breaks her ankle so he has to carry her and he he picks her up and he holds her close and he tells her just look at me yeah keep your eyes on me don't look anywhere else i started crying right there that was like i did i did too i did too because because like you said i mean they did they do they did such a great job with the chaos and the calamity all this shit that's going on around them as they're just trying to escape and i yeah i i got those same emotions where she because she was and again uh, uh credit to the actress her name nico nico parker yeah but i mean she she was so like scared and rattled yeah. and you could and she you could you could it was she conveyed it perfectly and yeah she was holding on up, to him like it was her real dad and yeah 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 and he's like just look at me just keep your eyes on me you know and i was like oh man yeah and then it wasn't too much uh later after that that you know they get stopped by you know an mp and he and and pedro's character is telling him is like look you know we're fine like we're not you know, we're not sick or, or anything like that, but the guy calls it in and, you know, it's inferred that he gets uh, orders to gun them down, you know, right then and there. And, you know, a stray bullet ends up hitting his daughter and I'm like, fuck. And again, it's, it's like, I knew, yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I, like, why am I shocked? Like, I yeah. know this is going to happen, but it, 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 you know, it having that knowledge beforehand didn't do anything to, steal me up or to you know and, for, and that's for, for and my that's, reaction to yeah it and, how, and that's good filmmaking it's like even if you know what's going to happen we're still going to make it important for you like even yeah. though you know yes of course everybody knows like if you have if you have just some idea of what the the show is you know and even then it's still it's still heartbreaking. hurts yeah it was heartbreaking, yeah, it was heartbreaking. And, and, and the show is like it and then they you know they cut to him and he's trying to bring her back and the brother's like uh, no sorry you know it's over and he's so he's screaming and crying and the show does a really good job of conveying the um, the the feeling of like the immediacy and permanence of tragedy, like yeah. when a a thing like that happens, and 
all you like your whole body is just it's like it's it's saying like wait 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 no 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 wait 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 but it's it's happened already like there's you there's nothing you can do it's over like whatever thing you wanted to change or help or prevent it's impossible it's not going to happen now like this is now your reality um it does like uh, i mean that's kind of like the whole theme of the show is that yeah uh yeah, yeah. really really good uh and then you know they do a time jump so this so this the opening all takes place in 2003 mm-hmm. and then they time jump is 20 years later and and again i love where it's just that they they put that title card up on the screen 20 years later whatever and now you're just again you're shown in the world yeah yeah you're in the world and you kind of you 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 know pick up on on what's happening the new situation in the world nobody's saying like well you know ever since uh the fucking fedra took over things haven't been the same like nobody's doing that there's no narration of pedro's character is just 20 years later and let's see what's happening and And you're speaking of show don't tell they open that the next section of the show really well too they show like a little boy walking through the woods and he comes upon this dilapidated city that has a big gate and they let him in and then he's in like a question like they strap him into this chair like he's a, a little boy like i don't know 10 or 11 i was gonna say yeah about 10 yeah yeah and uh sweet little kid and there's a guard who I love that they played it. This woman guard comes up to him and she's asking him questions and she's not being a dick. I feel like so often right. in shows like yeah. this, the guard would be like so kind of callous. Just cold. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But this, she's like, she's being so sweet because like she knows this is her job is to determine who's sick or who's not. They have like a little, uh, like a, a, um, a meter, a gauge or yeah, something. Yeah. Tests them and it, you know, and, and, and they don't explain this either. It's just, it's almost like one of those thermometers you put in the forehead. Yeah. But they kind of do that. If it comes up green, you're good. If it's red, it's like. Ah. And they don't show the green. This is the first time I've ever seen it. She's talking to this little boy, telling him that they're going to. Um, she just wants to ask him questions like how long it's it's been, whatever. Where did he get this cut? And then the guard behind her, who's kind of like halfway out of frame, does the test on his neck. And then just you see him hold up a red test behind the boy. They don't make it a big deal. And then yeah. the, the female guard knows. And then she just starts saying like how much they're going to take care of him. We're going to get you all the toys you want and blah, 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 blah. And you know, like you're like, oh, he's, he's infected. They're going to kill him. But they don't show that. They show her being kind and. and but they do. They, they kind of. And, and yeah, you're right. They, they do their best to keep him calm and at ease. And they, they get and they they say they've got some medicine for him or something. And they inject him. Yes. Uh, with the syringe like in his neck. Uh, but yeah, to your point, you kind of know it's like, oh man, this is not <laughs> what he thinks it is. Yeah, and uh, and then I, I think it was like the next scene, you just see bodies being burned. And it is one and of it them. Is one of them. You know. Yeah, and, and then that's that's the next that you pick up with Pedro Pascal again, who's dumping the body into this fire, and he's you know, you see this whole society is built up, and there's like it, the show is like a good example. I mean, they do it in any kind of post-apocalyptic show. Where there's like, because you know there's people fighting. So there's this uh, organization called Fedra, which is the Federal Emergency Relief, whatever. And uh, it's like this just military, and they're running the cities. And there's like you can't go outside a quarantine zone. And everybody's got guns. And there's like public hangings if you do. And yeah, it's harsh. And it's like, so they're showing that, and there's people kind of going along because they need the protection, but they also it's also shitty. And then there's like a guerrilla group fighting them called the Fireflies. 
but they do this like the their ability to show again with like showing and not telling of like how society no matter what happens what catastrophe we just keep reinventing this same structure the same power dynamic of like there's people with guns at the top and then everybody else falls in line and then there's a separate group that's like no fuck that we're gonna fight and then that's it's over and over and over even in yeah, the darkest of times we just like no no we just have to keep fighting we just have to yeah. keep fighting each other and there's always gonna be a control group yeah right you know the and 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 the thing is like i i get it where it's like you know because whatever is left of the government they feel that they're doing what they need to do right to mitigate the spread of this of this virus but even in doing that they can you know you can be so heavy-handed where again it's always going to you know result in another side of that society who's like who feels that that thumb and that oppression is to the point where it's like you know we're prisoners and honestly i, I don't think it's possible for any other way to exist once you get over a couple thousand people in in a, in the same area yeah, I, I don't yeah. like for, for any any group anywhere i don't think it's possible after a few thousand people to r- rule a group effectively anymore it's just yeah. too much and, and you're going to have people that are getting left behind or who don't agree and now they're going to like start whispering and just trying to do their own thing because they want the power or whatever and that's the thing, like in, in, in any of those constructs, any of those you know, situations, the people that are in control, that have the power, you know, power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Not everybody, and, and while not everybody who's who's working for the government and all this is corrupt. Right. You know, like, you like, the, see, that, like that guard. She was a wonderful yeah. person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Her. And but then at the same time, you see this other guard who's out here scheming, trying to yeah. get what he can get. And so there's always going to be that dynamic in play where, you know, you give, you know, you give anybody's a little bit of power yes and they can use it you know to rule over anybody else like they will you know they will use that and take advantage of that to their for their own personal gain i mean like you said you know that's controlling a group of a thousand people is always going to is not is is always going to result in half or some segment not agreeing and the same thing is when you give people control over those group of people mm-hmm. a lot of those people who have the power over them are going to abuse that power mm-hmm. for their own personal goods or a personal ends because people are fallible and people are terrible. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, and, and there's, there's two, yeah. Like you said, like people, it's power corrupts. And then also it creates that corruption creates a dynamic where people don't have. And yeah. as soon as people don't have, and they're suffering and you're forcing them to keep doing more, you not know, keep shoveling the coal, even though you don't have, then you're going to have, that's what, you know, our world, I, I saw some tweet the other day broke my fucking heart some guy was like i went to go buy a formula at the store baby formula and as i walked out the alarm sensor went off beep 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 beep. and i looked at the cashier and she was like oh don't worry about it it's it's fine it's our it's just our most stolen item baby food yeah the most stolen item it's like if you create a society where people have to steal to feed their children which is like (laughs) our society there's going to be significant huge problems so it's like yeah, so it, it does a really good job of illustrating that, but not making it feel like a heavy-handed political drama. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, like what's it, what's it called? Black Adam, Brother Adam. Brother Adam, yeah. Like, like the yeah. same same type of idea, right? Here's this military group controlling this dilapidated town, and then one did it really well. With Last or of three, Us, dilap- then... dilapidated three blocks. <laughs> <laughs> this dilapidated cul-de-sac. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so that's the show. And then you know, the but I will but I will I will, I will say though, uh, 
So like I said, I mean, I, I thought the show was good overall. But once they did the time jump and it got into the nitty gritty of the story, mm-hmm. like that's kind of where I was like, okay, now you felt less interested. Done that. Okay. Yeah. Just because I know it's like, I mean, how many times have you sp- we've seen, I mean, even when that game came out, like it was not like an original story. It's like, no, it's just one of those things. I, it's a well-worn trope. The yes. idea of, you know, one guy, you know, escorting, whatever, like it's going to be the, the savior, the key to, yeah potentially saving humanity and it's like and it's i mean it's a well-worn trope because it's uh you know it's, it's a good one yeah but i'm but like you don't, yeah. you don't watch it for that though you don't watch it to be surprised by the story that's gonna happen yeah i know but that's the thing where it's like i think you know i i'm not as as, as much as i enjoyed it and i thought even the, the hour and 27 minutes went by real quick mm-hmm. acting was great the writing was great like I, I i wasn't really by the end of it i wasn't like it for the next episode sure you know it was just like oh that was good okay well and, that, that's, something. that's something and it's like maybe i'll watch episode two i don't know maybe like you know give it a couple of episodes where i can maybe binge yeah you should row, but yeah but it's uh yeah i mean i i liked it it's just, when, it's just such a familiar story yes, where it's just kind of hard to really yes i totally agree and then you know it's like they they uh pedro pascal and then this new girl ellie uh, who's like you know a rough and tumble kid born after the fall collapse of humanity, and she's then a lady, lady Dormont from Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, and uh, and then this woman who is like uh, Pedro Pascal's girlfriend. They all leave and enter the quarantine zone, and now we haven't really seen any of the creatures at this point. Only like very early on stage, and then we see one who's like kind of like. Oh no! That's we don't see any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I really appreciated too. I appreciated that they got into the story very quickly. It wasn't like, let's have two episodes of the good times yeah, and yeah. then drag it out. It's like, no, get get to the fucking show, and they do. Do you um, know how many episodes the show? I'm I'm guessing eight to ten. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know though. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it actually, which I was not expecting. Like I said I was not uh, was not excited. Um, but I I I definitely liked it. I, and once it was it's, over, it's good. It's yeah. good, no doubt about it. It it was good. Yeah. You know? Once it was over, I was like, man, I, I want to watch more. Like, I, I, I'll probably watch this episode again because I just enjoyed the world. I, and then it's shot beautifully. It's lit beautifully. Um, you know, they built sets and the, the, you know, set decoration and costume design. Everything is everything feels real. You know, they're using CG in the background and obviously like for blood and explosions and stuff. But like the it feels real. It feels like a real movie, which, you know, we talk about uh, Marvel and DC a lot and it's like, everything is fake. They're, they're shooting on green screens the entire time. Yeah. And like, it's a big part of the reason, like I, I have trouble connecting to a lot of those films, especially lately. Um, Cause well, not fucking nothing is real here. I'm watching an animated film that is not leaning into being animated. And so it's like, it's, you're pulling me out. Yeah, um, there there is something for you know to be said about that. You know, just having and you know filming on actual sets where everything is tangible and real, like Game of Thrones. And, you're like, yeah, they built a fucking castle or they rented yeah. a castle, or whatever it is. Like, it feels better. Yeah, yeah, the show definitely does a good job with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll watch episode two. I'll watch episode two. <laughs> Brian's conflicted, guys. Yeah, well, I mean, no, no, I mean, it's struggling it, through it. It's it's yeah, it's like I said, it's good, you know, and I and I think if if you are a really big fan of this IP of this video game series. I'm sure anybody who watched the show were probably like in heaven thinking like, wow, they really did a good job of, of capturing 
and taking what I played and putting that in uh you know this televised format. I agree that um, they did do that. Um, yeah, I, and and you know, like I never care, like how close it is. To the, it could be a totally different story. I wouldn't give a shit. Um, I just on its own, I think it's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in, and excited to watch more, even though it's like I know it's heavy. Like it's already yeah. heavy and it's gonna keep being heavy. You know, it feel it feels very much, and it's basically the same idea of The Walking Dead. Um, right. Yeah. Those comics blew me away, and then when the show came out, those first couple seasons blew me away. Um, thankfully, like there's no way this show drags on <laughs> as long as The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm thankful for that. There's, uh, you know, it won't go on and on and on. There, there's there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. Uh, ostensibly. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I never played the second one. I mean, if the show was a hit, I'm sure they'll continue yeah. to tell the story. But uh, I, I, I am I am curious to know how it will play with uh, people who aren't fans or don't even right. know about the game. Because that that is what the show has going for it, is that the concept is such a um, um, uh, a well-worn idea in concept where it's like, I'm sure there are people just based off the principle or the the, the gimmick of the show. Be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, you know, uh, and without having have, having any knowledge of the fact that this was like some top selling video game, yeah, heralded as such. I think it has that going for it. Where I think it can pull in an audience of people who are just like genre, you know, sci fi type shit. Yeah, and, and, I think and they'll and, dig it. And you know, the production value is crazy high. It's uh, you know, they they put effort into it. It feels. I still haven't watched Chernobyl yet, but. Especially um, in the first opening minutes of you know yeah. two thousand three, like when when it, when that when the when the town the city is going to shit, like like you said, I, I feel actually they, that's where they put probably a bulk of the money totally for this first episode because it wasn't into the sets. Like okay, they kind of you know not that it's bad at, or at all or anything like that, but it's that, less dynamic. It's, le- it's less dynamic, yeah. yeah, and just less things going on because, like you said, you described like just how how frenetic, how crazy. There's so much shit going on. I mean, as him and it, his daughter trying to get the fuck. Yeah, some once sort everything of goes crazy. I mean, they're they're driving trucks down the road, and seven forty sevens are crashing on the yeah, street planes, behind them, yeah. and like buildings yeah. are exploding, and like there's you know hundreds of extras in the street. Like it's yeah. it's it's huge. They did a good job with that. Yeah, that up and just the, the chaos and all that. Yeah, but I like the I like the actors. I like that it's it's a dry show. Um, it there's no pandering. This is what I was worried about. Like. The uncharted stuff felt like it's just cash grab and pandering bullshit. But this, it feels like no, no, no. We we actually like the material and we're gonna try to make yeah. a good show. Um, and like you said, it's HBO. Like they they're not gonna, you know, they don't miss. They don't make bad shows. Like they don't make bad shows. Yeah, like they they're, they're not gonna risk their reputation. Like Game of on Thrones, something they don't off, believe in. Yes, yes. Like Game of Thrones fell off, but like that's not HBO's fault. They trusted <laughs> these guys right. to finish it well, and they didn't. And they actually they they told those 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 fuckers to to take their time and we'll give you another season if you need it. Yeah, and they're like nah nah nah. nah. Yeah. Want that Star Wars money, son? Yeah, and then they lost that shit too. That's a they good lost it, yeah. good lesson for everybody. Like yeah. if you half-ass two things, you're you're gonna fuck them both up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I like the show. I'm I'm excited to see more. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. It was it was good. Not for it. No, it was. I, you know, <laughs> it was a good show. Like I said, the, the the acting is is top notch. Yeah, it is you really know, good. Pe- Pedro is uh, Pedro Pascal. He really is a, a very versatile actor. Um, he's so good, man. Even in movies that suck, he's good. Well, like Wonder Woman. I was just yeah. going to mention, you know, his villain in Wonder Woman, which 
Like he's he's like a chameleon. Like he, when he comes in and does these roles, because uh, you you look at what he did in Wonder Woman eighty four, and then honestly any other movie that he's done. I mean, The Mandalorian, although yeah. you don't see his face, but 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 this like he's he's got a his range is vast. And yeah, he's he's one of those actors that's just he's very watchable. Yeah, he has a quality. It's like yeah. uh, he he. There's something about him that's like comforting and uh, interesting. He's just he's yeah. one of those one of those guys. I think I, you know, uh, I always felt that uh, Philip Seymour uh, Hoffman was like that too. Yeah. Where good or bad in terms of the movie, but he, him on screen, like, yeah. was just you couldn't take your eyes off of him. Totally, you know? totally, yeah. Or like a, you know, like a, even like a, like a Heath Ledger or somebody like this. Like, yeah, I just I want to watch this. I want to watch yeah. this person do their stuff. Do their thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it's good home run for me. I did not expect that. I, I fully expected to be up here today talking shit <laughs> as i do <laughs> i i figured even me not really being excited to see it i and again just based on the fact that it's on hbo yeah i was like this will be at the at, at the least it'll be good right you know i don't yeah. i don't see this being bad that's true at all that's true hbo is really really fucking solid man yeah any other platform i definitely have my reservations but when it comes to hbo stuff it's like yeah, yeah. they don't well, like you said they rarely miss no no, they, yeah, they they do a great job, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what else you got going on today? Uh, well, after this, I gotta. I'm working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got this off. thing I need to take care of. Yeah, but it's you know I, I specifically set time aside for this day. Okay. Uh, just to take care of it. It shouldn't take me too long. I started actually earlier this morning. I just have to set up some stuff, some characters, um, and then I'm gonna watch football later tonight. The playoff game. I didn't and know that's you it. watch football. You a football person? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not a diehard, but if it's on, you know, right. it, I'll have it on the background. You know, I'm hoping it's the uh, the Cowboys and who who the fuck else? Um, because I don't like the Cowboys, so I'm rooting against them. Oh, you, don't, <laughs> you don't like you don't like the color of their costumes? That's cool. Their costumes? Yeah, <laughs> their football uh, costumes. Oh, they're playing the Bucks. I don't like any of these teams. Oh, you don't like their colors either? I like I prefer the Buccaneers colors to the uh, the Cowboys actually. <laughs> okay. No, my my thing with the Cowboys is that you know they've got the you know Jerry what's it Jerry Jones the owner like he's got this whole thing where it's like America's team and oh. they're just they're just Cowboys fans everywhere. No matter like doesn't matter where you go and they're just obnoxious as all hell, man. And I'm like America's team and fuck you, dude. It, I live in America. They're not, they're not my team. It's <laughs> Dallas's team. All right. How yeah. dare you? I'm a Raiders. But America fan. is the the South and the stars and stripes and fucking apple pie. You fucking commie fascist pig. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, not <laughs> don't, don't 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 dig them at all. Huh. All right. What do you what do you got going on? Uh, I got to work out. It's been a challenge. These injuries are. I got to go see somebody. Um, yeah. How's the uh? The, was the shoulder that was giving you problems? The shoulder is. Not that, great, but getting better. It's 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 mainly like my my hands and my forearms. Hand. Like my forearms are real painful. I was trying to curl. I can't curl at all right now, um, like at all. Um, so I'm just kind of like I can do some back stuff and a little bit of chest, and I can work my legs and core. But like, yeah. Um, and I'm kind of nervous about hitting the bag. So I'm I don't know, maybe I'll do some kicks and some abs and yeah yeah, yeah. Do, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I definitely got to see somebody, uh, and then I got yeah. I got band practice later. What time is that? Seven thirty. Oh, that's late. I know. 
That's late. I know. I was hoping it would be like we normally try to do it around like five. Yeah. How long? How long is band practice? We don't go like an hour and a half. It's not crazy. Like I'll be home by ten. Where you got to drive to? Uh, Glendale. Eh, it's not too it's bad, right? Thirty minutes. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. All right. So hopefully, you know, it's everybody listening. If, if you don't know what's going on in LA, like <laughs> it is some really fucked up weather. Uh, the rain is intense. Like Northern California is literally like dying. It's drowning underwater. Fucking trees are uprooted. Entire freeways are shut down. Roads have literally washed away off the cliffs and shit. Like it's fucked up. Uh, yeah, it so was. It's, it's bad. It was pretty bad over here, but and it's and it's so funny because like one of those things. Like this is such an LA thing. Like if you're from LA, you know, you talk to somebody about the rain. It's like it's like. It's like something. It's like you just have to say it. Well, you know, we really do need the need the rain, though. Oh God, you know, everybody without fault. I never say that. About, I never. Say I don't that. either. I don't either. But everybody does. Like if if you have yeah. a small talk with somebody about the weather, the rain, it's like, well, you know, we really do need it. <laughs> like for years now, I, I hear people say that. Yeah, like, yeah. Only people from LA. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't need this kind of rain. We like, don't need this kind. Yeah. <laughs> people are dying. Houses are getting destroyed. Like it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you see. Like, there's like, yeah, because we're also not. We don't get this kind of rain often. So like, we're not a city structurally that's set up to deal with this. So it's like there are entire streets underwater. Um, yeah. It's nuts. The uh, the drainage. So I'm in Culver City, right? The drainage situation in Culver City is fucking terrible. Yeah. Because again, to your point, like they're just not accustomed to dealing with this amount of rain. So when it when it rains the way that that has been doing for like the past several days, like where I where I where I live, my apartment. I mean, one there's there's a lack of drains, and then two, those drains will quickly get clogged. Yeah. And so then you just got you know just I went I, I parked on Washington Boulevard, and I didn't do this. I I made sure to move my car, but last year when it rained like this. I learned not to park on Washington when it, when when the rain's coming down because mm -hmm. like I went to try to get in my car mm -hmm. and it was like damn it up to my knees yeah to try to get in to my car have you been and, have you been seeing the, the videos and stuff from up north uh no I haven't I've heard I've read about it I yeah man the like the water up to the windows of cars like above the door handle yeah um yeah like again full roads like out to big oh Sur. I have I have seen I have seen some of that somebody on uh through work sent because I guess they live in NorCal. And they sent a video of their street and it was something similar. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, giant trees are being uprooted and crushing houses. And like I said, like there's a road out to Big Sur that's just gone. Like if yeah. you're if you're on the other side of the road, that's just where you are now. And if you were heading that way, you can't like there's no there's no way <laughs> to get across now. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. What's 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 the weather like? Your side out here, just right raining, now? just raining, like a lot of rain, but it's it not, still uh, raining. Right today? now, I don't know if uh, maybe I think it was drizzling this morning. Because today um, I woke up and it was like, oh man, it's like you know, sunny blue skies. It's cold and it's windy. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I I think the rain is it's supposed to rain again like tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, we're not done yet. No, no, no. Uh, I but today I'll, I'll I'll gladly take the respect. You know, if anything, like you know, if there has to be a silver lining to this, it's uh, that the, if you look at our air quality, it's finally good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It, it takes you know, a biblical flooding for our air quality to be good. So or a pandemic where it forces everybody to stay in the fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like people have to be not allowed to leave the house for the earth Bro. to be like, ah, oh, I'm doing well today. Yeah. It's like, okay. 
I'm bouncing uh, back, and then you know, and there's like, oh no, you're not, mother. No, no, you're not, mother nature. Well, thankfully, the fungus will infect us and make us oh, walk no, to no. a high mountain and sprout out <laughs> our heads, so we can <laughs> infect more people. Oh man, <laughs> what a way to what a way to, to to close the show with that thought. You gotta watch it, man. I'm gonna post it on Twitter. I'm gonna post it on our Twitter today. Um, don't, don't scare the people. Man. I'm gonna post it on our Twitter <laughs> in preparation for this episode, which comes out Thursday, oh. uh, so you guys can see the <laughs> the very real <laughs> fucking zombie fungus that actually exists in our world right now. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. On that happy note. On that happy note. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Bombcast.